Hello and welcome to the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we're trying to find some balance in this world full of extremes. All right, let's get into today's episode. So today is going to be my ode to Taylor Strecker. Uh, so Taylor, the Taylor, Taylor Strecker show is one of the podcasts that I subscribe to. And it's actually on Patreon. I, I'm one of the VIP members. You're welcome. Uh, and I just, I love, 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 love the show. Um, if you, she also has a free show on, uh, it's called Taste of Taylor that's done by Dear Media, a company I really want to work with. Uh, anyway, so let's, I guess I'll start at the beginning of how I discovered Taylor. So I have always been a huge Howard Stern fan for probably like 20 years now, ever since I was, I heard him in college. And I loved Howard because he was just hilarious. And one of the things I love about just people in general is when they're authentic, when they talk about their lives. I love reality. I love just hearing about people's lives. And Howard was that guy. He was the guy that would describe all the minute details of his life. And I grew up listening to him and I subscribed to Sirius when he went to Sirius. And I, the way I, I do remember why I stopped at the Taylor Strucker show. Uh, well, I, I did uh, look at the Cosmo magazine. So I did that. That was something I kind of I think I just stopped on that radio show just because I was like, oh, OK, I, I recognize this brand. Um, and Taylor's voice was the first thing that stood out to me. And she's from the East Coast. I'm from the East Coast. So I'm from Maine originally, but I lived in Massachusetts for many years. And I, sh I swear when she sounds just like this girl, Courtney, that I used to know, and we used to call her crazy Courtney because she was insane. Uh, but she was, she was a lot of fun, but she was definitely crazy. But it was her scratchy voice that I was just positive that Taylor was related to her. So I was drawn to the show originally. Just I think I stopped because I heard this crazy voice. And and then I got into the content and and then I just fell in love because Taylor talks about her personal life. She talked about her marriage. She talks about her dating. She talks about her weight loss struggles. And that's really where I became truly, truly obsessed with her show. So I feel like I have a lot in common with her. And that's probably why I, you know, the fact that she's constantly on a diet and, and also obsessed with food like I am, um, it's just because of the alignment on in certain areas where I have a lot of passion uh, that keeps me very loyal to her and keeps me uh, wanting to listen to her. Uh, you know, she talks about celebrities and her interaction. She's kind of a she's kind of a star chaser. You know, she'll say it herself. She's a she's a social climber. Um, and that's a little bit different than Howard because, well, I mean, Howard definitely always wanted to be friends with the celebrities and he was never taken seriously in Hollywood for most of his career. And now that he is and he has all these famous friends, it's kind of annoying because he stopped talking about his life. And that's actually when I – well, I canceled Sirius once they fired Taylor. I, I remember I was like, where's the Taylor Strucker show? And I kept calling and I'm like, where's the show? Why can't I access the show? And they just had no good response from me. I was so pissed. So I immediately canceled because at that time, Howard's show had just 
kind of taken a nosedive, kind of jumped the shark a little bit for me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still love Howard and I'm still very entertained by him. Uh, but I, you know, I remember Amy Schumer was on his show and I think it was Amy Schumer and she shared a story of Howard having dinner with Beth and Bradley Cooper and Arena Shake when they were together. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why aren't we hearing that story? So anyway, so I like Taylor because she really tells most things about her life. Um, of course, I hate it when she says, oh, I can't I can't say that. I can't talk about that. But, you know, you have to respect some privacy. And at least she'll she'll say, like, there is something, but I, I don't even want to talk about it. With Howard, we just have no idea what's going on in his personal life anymore, which is bullshit. Anyway. So there's a lot that I relate to Taylor on as far as her eating habits and just how she is around food. So she often shares stories about how like in her childhood, she would, you know, her and her mom, when she was sick, they would sit on the floor and eat cookie dough. And so, you know, she had definitely, you know, some rituals with her mother that brought her comfort, that were surrounded by food. Uh, you know, mine was my dad really back in the day when, um, you know, he would keep me up at night. But uh, I do relate to that kind of familial food rituals that are very comforting to us that really take us and, and last in our adulthood. She had a lot of difficulties with friendships. So she would take refuge at the candy store and, you know, eat all the all the candy and take comfort in her candy. And we had so I grew up in Maine in rural Maine and we had this little store that we would ride our bikes to during the summer and they would have Italian subs and we would uh, we would get all kinds of goodies there. And uh, my next door neighbor actually was her mom was the best cook. She had fudge and these big tubs of chips and just oh, it was amazing. Anyway, so Taylor talks a lot about her childhood, you know, her love of Anne of Green Gables. I used to be obsessed with that with that movie, Anne of Green Gables. And I still remember the one where she got drunk on the red currant wine with her friend and I wanted to drink red currant wine. <laughs> so I was always, and I still am, I'm very susceptible to when I see people eating something or drinking something, it makes me want to do it. You know, if if Taylor starts talking about drinking or wine, it makes me want to go have wine. So I remember when I watched Alice of Wonderland and she would bite into those, uh, you know, those little cakes or candies that would help her grow. And I remember I would always go and, fast forward to that part and have candy ready to bite into at the same time Alice in Wonderland was biting into her candy. And I just, you know, Willy Wonka and all these just movies stand out that had that featured food, Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe and their Turkish Delight. I remember I was seeking out Turkish Delight for the longest time so I could eat the Turkish Delight while I was watching the movie. So just, you know, weird little habits. But I I remember one of my, as a child, one of my favorite books, I, I used to be a voracious reader. And I, this book that I loved, it was a series, it was called The Boxcar Children. And the reason I loved it, I always liked survival. And these kids, somehow they had been abandoned by their parents. I don't know exactly. I can't remember the backstory of why they had no family, but they were wandering around, living in a boxcar, 
you know, and they would have to spread the food out. So they would go to the store and they would buy one potato and they would, or you know, they'd buy, they'd have only a very little bit of money. So they'd have to buy as much as they could for, with that small amount of money. So they'd buy potatoes and they'd describe how they'd build a small fire and bake these potatoes and they had enough money just for a little bit of butter that they could melt in it. And they would have, you know, some bread or they would splurge on some milk. And it was, it was, and the way they cooked and the way they described how they would eat these very meager meals, but they were so grateful to have food. And I just always loved stories like that, the wilderness stories. There was a story lost on a mountain in Maine when I was growing up as a kid. It was one that we would read all the time in school. I do have a cocktail. Cheers to you, Taylor. Um, it's a Saturday, by the way. So, uh, so yeah, so, um, so anyway, the Boxcar Children was definitely one of my favorite books at that time. The, uh, Lost on a Mountain in Maine. He would have to eat berries and he would, you know, be, he ended up eating some poisonous berries and, I mean, he was almost starving, but he'd get eaten by mosquitoes and trying to find shelter. But it was always his search for food that that really interested me. So I don't know, just even from a, a young, as a young child, I was fascinated by books or movies. And the ones that were my favorite that I still remember today always featured food in some sort of way. So one of the reasons I love Taylor is because she talks about food just like I do. The way she describes it. I mean, you can hear her mouth salivating when she talks about all these delicious meals that she'll have. And I could listen to what people eat all day long. When Howard would take me through his whole day, sometimes he would do that on his show. And I loved it. He would talk about, you know, he'd eat and he was such a, it's such polar opposite. Like, Howard is such a controlled person and such a disciplined person and Taylor is pretty opposite to that. She's she bucks discipline and she and she loves food so much that she finds it very hard to control and to uh you know to control the amounts whereas Howard Stern is so anal retentive about his health and his weight and his appearance and uh, and he is just – he's one of those people that is very, very, very disciplined, almost to the point of annoyance. I'm like, dude, you're like 6'12". You can go and eat a little bit more of that pasta. If he just worked out the right way, he could eat a lot more than he does. But anyway, so Taylor's favorite diet plan has always been Weight Watchers. I personally have never done Weight Watchers. Uh, Weight Watchers was a big competitor to us when we were when I was in the weight loss industry. So the program I worked for was LA Weight Loss. And the overall program was really good. I mean, so the plan that I would be on was I would get two servings of protein per day. It was like a six ounce piece of chicken or a I think it was like a three to four ounce piece of steak. Um, you know, obviously the lean proteins were a bigger portion, but anyway, you got two proteins, three vegetables, three fruits, two starches, like a rice or bread, very small portion. Um, and then we would sell these protein supplements in between bars, shakes. Now, looking back, now that I know a lot more about nutrition, those bars were definitely not the healthiest. They had way too much processed sugar. They had, um, 
corn syrup in them. I mean, I would have people occasionally who are well-versed in nutrition ask me about that. And of course, we were just trained to be like, you know, this plan is perfectly designed with these protein bars in it. And people could still lose weight without those bars. Um, obviously, that was part of our job is to sell them. And they were delicious. I mean, I would find myself binging on a box of bars, which wasn't necessarily a good thing and part of the plan. But um, but it did teach me the importance of protein, staying full, keeping the blood sugar regulated. Um, and so, you know, I, I do th- like looking back now, if I were to do that program again, I would eat something else besides that protein bar. I would and if I did choose a protein bar, it would be something with no corn syrup and less sugar. But anyway, um, but people, you know, it was a successful plan. It actually, I think it's really similar to Weight Watchers when Weight Watchers was really structured. Um, Taylor talks about how the old Weight Watchers was definitely a lot more, uh, you know, it was less free as far as what foods you could choose and you would just lose weight a lot faster. So LA Weight Loss was a very structured program with very specific uh, food groups and food amounts that you would need to consume. Now, a big difference between Taylor and I is that I exercise on a regular basis. So when I binge, and I do binge just like her, I mean, we'll talk about that in a second, but I I work it off the next day. So that do, that helps me. Now, while I will gain weight slow, slowly if I keep binging day after, you know, if, if it becomes, if I don't have any balance days in between that, uh, I will gain weight, but it'll be a lot slower because I'm, because I'm working out. And, you know, I just, I really wish Taylor could find something that she loves because she'll never change wanting to eat delicious food. She will never change wanting to get together with friends and family and want to enjoy food and enjoy wine and enjoy, you know, food makes these events so much more fun. And again, I think it's just a part of life. But if you have the balance of of getting regular exercise in, you can enjoy those things guilt-free because you're not going to put on weight very quickly. And and that's so the first time I gained a significant amount of weight, it was over a summer. I had stopped working out. It, I literally gained 30 pounds in 3 months. Now, I was going I was going crazy. Now, I was I again, I'd stopped working out. I was working at this country club, so I wouldn't eat I wouldn't eat breakfast. I would wait till I got in. And there would be warm bread, this delicious bread in the bread box and all this butter. And the the chef there loved me. And he would always make these pasta meals and with cream sauces and be like, here, try this. And uh, we were able to eat basically whatever we wanted there, which was different than other restaurants I had worked in. So so I did. Uh, and then I – so I'd work all day, eat all this heavy food. Then I'd go out at night with my friends, drink heavy beer, and then go home and make a full course meal at 2 a.m. <laughs> so – and then go to bed. So I gained so much weight so quickly. And it and the big thing was I just wasn't – you know, when I look back, it was, it was the fact that I wasn't working out. I think I probably would have still gained 10 to 15 pounds or at least 10 pounds over that summer if I uh, had been working out because my habits were – you know, when you ply heavy beer 
on, which is even worse than wine, um, you're going to gain weight. Like I, I know now drinking adds so much more weight to me when I'm, when I'm also consuming heavy foods and the alcohol. So the combination of the two will, will, will do it. But again, if she could find something that she liked to do and look, I, I literally, most days I run 20 minutes and I don't even run the whole time. I, I walk one minute, I run one minute, I walk one minute. So I'm really running 10 minutes, uh, but it gets my heart rate up. I sweat and it's something that's just, it's mentally manageable for me where I'm like, okay, I'm, at least I feel like I got something in. And, you know, there'll be other days where I'll do some push-ups with it or I'll do some, uh, you know, some functional movements on the exercise ball or I'll go take a Pilates or a burn class, or I'll take a yoga class, or I have my own yoga regimen that is a, a very short, it's like 20 minutes, and it's very intense. It's like the most intense yoga movements back to back to back to back with a heavy focus on the legs. And I love that yoga series that I do. And it just, again, it just keeps me toned, keeps me in shape, um, keeps me keeps me thin enough, you know, keeps me at a weight that I, I feel good about. Um, I in the past when I was graduating from college I was I needed direction I was I thought I was going to go into the military and so I was training for the military and after that is when I stopped running long distances I was like fuck that I'm 20 minutes and I'm done and I'm not pushing myself to do like you know 10 on the 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 speed level I'm going like 6 it's just I after that torture. I'm just, I, I, I'll do enough to get a good workout in to sweat where it keeps my body the way I, where I want it, where I feel good. You know, I've definitely gotten to the point now where I exercise because it feels good and it releases endorphins. I have, I have high anxiety and I have a very stressful job at times. And so when I'm just feeling like shit and I'm anxious and I feel out of control, I'll go for a little run and I, I feel better. So. So that's helped and having the balance. Again, I used to be one of those people where if I was eating shitty, I was not working out. And that's how I would gain weight quickly. But if now at least, even if I'm eating crappy, I will still get a workout in. I do listen to my body. I've gotten to the, to the point now where I, I'm so consistent that, you know, if I get sick or I'm not feeling well, I will take a week off from, from working out to, to rest, to heal, to just get better. And, and that's a good thing. So I'm very intuitive with my own workout habits and I'm trying to get better with just with my eating habits too. I think I I think I am intuitive. It's just that one habit of binging that's still off. But anyway, that's, you know, again, that's one of the reasons why I love Taylor cuz she also, you know, she shares that same binging. And she talked recently on one of her episodes about how she was with Tay, her her wife's family, and she didn't really get to have her full like Sunday splurge before the week. And I totally relate to that. Like today, for example. So I'm going to a Chelsea Handler show tonight. It's a Saturday. And I got up and worked out. But, you know, a lot of times on the weekends, I'll go to a sports bar with my boyfriend and we'll have like he's there right now. And there's this fried chicken Nashville sandwich with onion rings that I, I've been craving and I want it. But if I go and eat that, I will be lethargic as hell. I won't have a personality tonight. I won't want to go. I just, you know, I'll just be a different human being than if I so instead, I went and got Flower Child, which I got some sweet potatoes, I got some carrots, I got some um, 
some Brussels sprouts and um, and I got something else, some broccoli. And it's all really good. I mean, the broccoli does have some breadcrumbs on it and the sweet potatoes are in this like, um, it's like a, I don't think it's a ponzu, but it's, it's so good. It's just, it's, it's very satisfying, but it's also healthy. So I got that because I still wanted to treat myself on the weekend, but I didn't want to do it before I have this event. So I am, I usually do treat myself on the weekends and it is hard for me to have, like if I'm trying to lose weight, it is hard to be consistent over a weekend. And if I, if I am trying to be very disciplined over a weekend, I kind of, I get depressed for some reason. I don't know. It's like I get so depressed that I can't have delicious food. Or, I mean, I'm, I'm still going to have delicious food. Okay. So let me, let me back up. I still, anytime I'm eating healthy, it is delicious. Okay. It has to be. Flower child, for example, the salad I've described in the past, like those are, they're healthy, but they're good. So regardless, it's not like I'm suffering here. It's just, but I did. So while I was picking up my flower child, I stopped and picked up these apple turnovers that were freshly baked out of the oven at this bakery that I'm obsessed with. And I'll, probably eat the whole box tomorrow. So there's my balance. <laughs> so so anyway, but I I do relate to her. She had, she was like contemplating eating in the bathroom, you know, around Tay's family, you know, trying to hide that she or actually I think she did end up doing that. She ended up eating leftover Chinese on the floor of her bathroom. And again, embarrassingly enough, I have taken food to the bathroom before just to be alone and to have my privacy with enjoying my – and it's not even like the people that I'm around will judge me for it. It's just – I don't know. It's this weird eating behavior that I that I relate to Taylor on. It's very strange. Someday I will get a professional on here to analyze some of these anxious food behaviors. I really would like to talk to somebody that specializes in these these weird eating things and just understand where it comes from. I remember because Andrea Laventhal, who's a guest on Taylor's show, she she seems to just – I mean, she seems to eat – she seems to be a fan of food. And I think – she's Jewish. I'm Italian. There's a lot of you know correlations there. I'm actually 12% Jewish, which I just found out recently from a uh, DNA test. So I think like Jewish people and Italian people are very aligned in our love of food and family and gathering. And so I think Andrea has those. I, I don't think she has real disordered behaviors like the rest of us do. I think she has a good metabolism. I don't I think she has better portion control. I think that's why she's not somebody that really stresses and, and has to lose weight sometimes or she doesn't she doesn't seem to really fluctuate a lot. And I think that that's because she kind of eats what she wants, but I think in small portions and I don't think she binges. So that would be the dream. <laughs> but anyway, so but Andrea is very fascinated by all that Taylor does with her eating behaviors too. And she she does know that her her body and her physique is good because she made this comment one time about her clav her bony clavicle intimidating people from across the room and i thought that was funny but also you know it makes you aware that andrea knows she has a hot body that's enviable by a lot of women and I actually I, – I have a body that's actually more like Taylor's. Um, if if we were the same weight, we would have the same body. She's 
tiny up top. She's smaller up top and bigger on the bottom. And that's where I carry all my weight to. And so I, I, again, more to relate to Taylor on. I sound like single white female here, but, um, but anyway, I mean, Hey, that's what, that's why watch what crappens happen, you know, reviews shows they're obsessed with them. I'm a huge Bravo fan too. That's another side of Taylor that I love that we won't be digging too much into until we talk about Bethany and skinny girl, which we will get there anyway. So so anyway, the other thing that she does, like I do, is that she, when she is eating healthy food, she does make it delicious. She will eat it too much. Like she'll end up getting really sick of it. I bring in – like I, I eat the same salad for probably three days in a row and then I'll, I'll need to change it up. Um, but I, I, do, I do know that when you're in a structure, it is easier to eat the same foods and be consistent with kind of like what you know you'll like and what you know will work and, um, you know, and it has to do with your day too. So uh, like I used to – some of the other healthy things I made, like I make a salmon, just salmon with pesto on it. That's And that's when I can just eat carbs and fat and that's that's one of the only meals I can eat without any carbs with it. Um, just because I love salmon and I love pesto. Uh, I don't really like a, a lot of other, I mean, I like fish. It has to be prepared well. Um, but salmon's one of those ones I could eat anywhere, anytime. It's, I love it. Uh, anyway, so, so you can, it's funny when, when Taylor's talking about her meals, like when she's describing, like, for example, her, her meal, I would, I really wanted to hear exactly what she had at Carbone. Like I wanted a full breakdown. I I'm one day my dream is to interview Taylor. I she probably will hate this podcast because she does not like I don't think she likes it. I mean she she definitely doesn't like she won't like somebody analyzing her dieting and and ex- I just I know she won't like that. I hope she's flattered by it because I would love to interview her one day. But you know, if she, I mean she could have a separate podcast that she just talks about different things like exactly the meal that she ate at Carbone. I mean, that's, she could make that a special on her Patreon and I would love it. I just, and I think that's one of the reasons that I did so well in the, in the weight loss industry I was in, because we would make the food plan, write it out. Um, we would talk about the, what food they were going to have at a restaurant or what food they were going to have at an event and what there would be. So I just, I love that. I remember when my dad was, had a, like one of his heart attacks and I, I desperately wanted him to know that he could still love food and and but eat healthier and and he loved chocolate so I was trying to get him to use these protein bars we were selling in between his meals instead of the M&Ms and so I I remember writing out this food plan that had steak and lobster and this he did love the salad now he had a lot of his own delicious dressing that was you know tons of oil but again if he had if he had followed my plan he definitely would have lost weight but, you know, my dad was very stubborn. Anyway, so I love hearing about her dining experiences, her Joe's Crab Shack, her Pig Beach. Like, I just love it when she describes all of that. It's just very entertaining to me. Um, I would like to break down food anxiety at some point. I, I just talked about that, about, you know, the Sunday scaries, and but also like how that correlates to food. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get into that. Um, I do think that, you know, she was, she was on the Betches Bride show 
they should have put her on DST. I mean, I mean, she probably would have dominated that show and Sammy and Eileen wouldn't have liked that. But I mean, that is like Taylor's wheelhouse. Hello. I mean, I've reached out on DM to Jared Freed and to Taylor about how she should have just a podcast dedicated to dieting. And I would subscribe. I would pay. I would whatever. Again, that's why I started this podcast because no, no one I've DM'd has taken me up on it. So I'm like, all right, I'll just do it myself. Uh, but, you know, it's funny because what Sammy and Eileen are trying and, – and this is actually probably why – they wouldn't want to have her on there because they're trying to get out of this disordered eating pattern. They're trying to break diet culture. And Taylor is like the epitome of diet culture. She is constantly talking about good foods and bad foods. And the whole intuitive dieting, dieting movement is supposed to take away those labels and just – it's just food. you know. So you can have as much cake of that as you want. But actually listen to yourself. How much do you really want? And so – so, you know, Taylor is not very – I mean, she's still in those binging behaviors, which I am too. So I don't know. I I vacillate between – you know, I, I like what Sammy and Eileen are doing, but then I love hearing Taylor and her diet. So again, here I am caught in the middle trying to find the balance of it all. But that was my ode to Taylor Strecker. Uh, we will have – I kind of brought in pieces from a lot of her different uh, podcasts that she's talked about. But uh, we'll kind of dive deep into maybe a specific episode when she, um, you know, when she she said she's supposed to be going back on that really strict medi weight loss plan. I mean, I could not do that. I could never eat just protein. Like I have to have some vegetables, some cucumbers. I just no effing way. And as I get older, especially, I just again, I'm kind of like I don't want to not enjoy life at this age. You know, I don't want to be be torturing myself. I don't want to just let it all go. Again, I want to find that balance so that I, you know, but I but I definitely subjecting myself to torture like that is just not in the cards right now. So anyway, we'll break down future episodes with Taylor. And uh, thanks for listening today. And stay tuned for more episodes. Well, thank you for joining me today for another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at The Diet Obsessed. You can write to us at The Diet Obsessed at Gmail. And that's the show for today. I wish you all a balanced week.